You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. And what a treat to have the host of Faith and Finance that you hear weekdays at 4 p.m. Rob West joining us. You know, we saw this article that caught our eye about finances and the younger generation. Thought it was going to go one way, actually had a more positive twist. So we're going to talk about that, what we can glean and everything in between. Rob, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Eric and Bridget. Great to be with you. Yeah, before we go too far, it is a yodel for your neighbor day. So Bridget's going to yodel <laughs> oh for boy. you. Oh uh, boy, I'm ready. Not going to have to. me to yodel, I'm good with it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. Nobody's going to yodel, but we no. are going to talk about this really interesting story here. Um, you know, I'm in my early 50s and I this does not look good for me. It looks good for those younger than me and something maybe I could learn from them about saving, right? Absolutely. You know, I think the key here is that, you know, we all need to be savers. So starting with this idea that God owns it all, he entrusts uh, his resources to us, which makes us a money manager of the King of Kings resources. And we realize that in the Bible, it's very clear we should, yes, provide for ourselves. And yes, we should be a part of God's generosity story. But we should also be putting a portion aside for the future. And so we need to be savers. That doesn't happen by chance. It has to be intentional and planned. And the good news is that we're seeing this younger generation prioritizing that. It was a poll taken of 2,000 young adults, uh, mostly in the Gen Z age group, around 18 to, to 24, and even some between 25 and 34, and found that most of them were being proactive about their saving in, in different ways. It says 12% of those in the millennial group worked from the office even when they didn't have to in order to save cash. I guess there's just what's curious about this is that there are different ways we can save if we look for it. Right, Rob? That's exactly right. And it always has to involve a plan. So whether that's signing up for your company-sponsored plan at work and taking advantage of a match in a 401k through salary deferral, or maybe it's just automating your savings. You know, I love the idea of setting up an online savings account. They're free. You can even get a little bit of interest on it these days. And then set up an automatic transfer. Maybe it's $25 a month or $50 a month, but plan on it like a bill and just have it automatically go out of your checking account into savings first to build that emergency fund. We recommend having three to six months expenses for the unexpected. And if you're not quite there yet, well, automate your savings a little bit every month. You won't even miss it. And in no time, you'll build up that emergency fund. You know, I think what was interesting about the article is the problem is you get stuck in your ways. The older you get, you get stuck in your ways and things become kind of routine and easy and simple. And when the economy changed, the younger generation was able to say, okay, Things are different now. I'm not able to do whatever it was in the past. I'll change. I'll do something different. It said they like they'll shower, they'll go work out, and then shower at the gym instead of spending that money at home on water and electricity. Where the older generation, I think, we're stuck in our ways. We're not going to do change as easily as they were able to adapt. Maybe. I think that's right. I mean, one of the examples that was given there is that. They're not eating out as much. They're packing their lunch and Mm -hmm. taking it with them. Well, that's a great way to save some money. I think the big idea, though, is to know why, right? So if we've started with our values and our priorities and we've taken the time to define the reason that we're saving, 
and we know the why behind it, then it's much easier to make those short-term sacrifices like packing your lunch or showering at the gym because you know the purpose behind your saving is, well, I want to invest in my family and take that vacation or I want to be able to give more, whatever it is, but you've defined it in advance. And so now we know what we're shooting for and the reason behind it. Also, this new year that said that many of them had that as a a resolution to be more proactive with their saving. And maybe that's been a new year resolution for many of us throughout the years. Rob, what's a what's a great way to help make that a reality in 2023? Well, it's so challenging, and you're right, Bridget. I mean, so many of us have set those resolutions, and they are financially related. And I think we've got to define the reason behind it first, because again, you know, life happens, right? And so we very quickly will move beyond those, or forget about those resolutions, or to Eric's point, get back into our normal rhythms and routines. And unless we know why we're doing something, we have no incentive. We also need to make these goals attainable, right? So let's not say well, I'm going to go from nothing to trying to fully fund my emergency fund in 90 days. Uh, Let's say, again, what if $25 a week is all I did? You know, I've started somewhere and now I'm developing this habit. uh, And maybe it's a simple change. Maybe pick one thing that you can do instead of stopping for the gourmet coffee on the way to work. And for the next 30 days, I'm going to develop a habit of making it at home. I can do that. You know, that's something that's attainable. Now I've seen some progress and I'm moving on from there. I've got a Europress for Christmas and I can make my yeah. own gourmet coffee at home. And <laughs> there it's you go. really good. Anyway, um, how, about, how does eliminating our debt help us with our savings? Yeah, it's so key, especially right now, Eric, because we've got variable interest rates going up. Federal Reserve is raising interest rates to try to slow down this economy to fight inflation. Well, as a part of that, variable interest rates on credit cards are through the roof. Average is now 20%. So how do we get out from under our debt? Well, I love the snowball method where you just line your bills up smallest to largest. We pay the minimums on all of them. And then we take whatever surplus we find by not getting the gourmet coffee and by making our lunch at home. And we apply that to the balance with this or to the smallest balance. 90 days later, maybe 120 days later, we paid that one off. We moved right down the line. But that encouragement to see that bill at zero and when we can tear it up and be done with it is going to give us the momentum to keep going. Well, paying off that debt is ultimately going to free up margin in our budget that now we can not allow to be absorbed by lifestyle spending, but to redirect towards savings. And that's what's going to help us get to our goals. So talk a little bit about what we should be saving, right? Depending on where we are, that might be different for different people. But I know you like to start with that emergency fund. Yeah, that's right. I think we've got to have different buckets for our saving, if you think about it that way. So that first priority bucket is that emergency fund. So three to six months expenses. That's not for planned spending. I mean, we know tires are going to wear out on cars. We know appliances have a useful life. This is for the unexpected, that thing that comes out of left field that you didn't imagine. Uh, And you need to have money for that. It could be a temporary, you know, a layoff or a reduction in your hours or 
maybe some unexpected expense that came up, uh, you know, out of nowhere. That's what the emergency fund is for. Once that's in place, now we're moving toward our second bucket, which is our short-term goals. So this is, you know, I'm working on buying a house, so I'm saving for that down payment, or I want to buy that car with cash, or at least a very small loan that I can pay off quickly. The third bucket would be the long-term money. So that's retirement. It's college savings that's more than 10 years out. And I'm using tax advantaged accounts there. I'm automating that right out of my paycheck through salary deferral. And I know what that's for, but I've got to start early because the power of compounding works most effectively when I'm allowing it to work for me over a long period of time. So we've got to define those time horizons, then begin to fund those buckets for those various purposes. One of the things about that that age group, 25 to 34, is... It's either you or maybe you and someone else. Uh, a kid might be coming along, but they're pretty young at this point. Um, the older you get, it's you and someone else and some kids. And getting everybody in that same bucket sometimes is a little difficult. How important is it for everybody to get on the same page? Oh, it's essential. Yeah, you've got to be working together. We've got to have a plan starting with husband and wife. You know, we find that 70% of married couples have uh, conflict over money. Well, the biggest ways to overcome that, according to the research, is number one, having margin, so living below your means. It wasn't a matter of their income in the study that I saw. It was that they were living below it, and that was critical. But then second, you won't be surprised, is communication. So we've got to be talking about it. So starting with mom and dad, husband and wife. We've got to be on the same page as to why we're saving and what we're going to be doing to cut back. But then we've got to get everybody else in the family on board with that too. So we're modeling that for the next generation and we're all working together. Maybe we're going to forego one meal out a, you know, a month, uh, changing our rhythm, getting everybody on board so we have more to give away or more to save. And everybody knows why we're doing it because we have a plan. Mm. Okay, so I see that on Faith and Finance today, Rob, your topic is money lessons for young adults. So we could actually continue this conversation a little bit later today at four, right? We sure can. You know, it's so critical that we understand we're preparing the next generation, not just to be financially literate, but to understand God's heart as it relates to money, to understand those principles from God's Word, starting with the idea that God created us to be workers, so we need to work hard. Next, that we need to understand we need to live within our means. The world allows us to live outside of God's provision. We've got to guard against that. Otherwise, we'll have debt and a whole host of principles that we'll talk about this afternoon. Well, that'll be really good. You can join us a little later today at 4 o'clock, and uh, Rob will, will inform us all. And it's These lessons are for all of us. No matter what your age, they're for all of us. So, Rob, thank you for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Always love being with you, Erica Bridget. Yeah, not only will Rob be talking about that, but he takes listener questions and maybe your own as well. So make sure you tune in today at 4 o'clock.